0: was praying and worshiping God yesterday, I was prompted to pick up my confessions and to do them, and um, I just was reminded by him that way too many Christians fail to understand who they become and what they now have the very moment they get born again they still have the mentality that they have to earn something from God by living a good life. And what they don't understand is the devil will always come and let them know no matter how good a life they think they're living, it's not good enough. They always have the mentality that they'll never measure up. That they're not worthy to receive anything from God. But what they fail to understand is that at the very moment a person says, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, they get born again. And they now become a child of God. They become a part of the family of God. They got a new father, a new heavenly dad. And everything, are you listening? Everything Jesus accomplished for us through his death, burial, and resurrection, through his re- uh, redemptive work, listen, it already belongs to you. It already belongs to you. I said it, it already belongs to you, it's yours. It's got your name on it. And this is so, see, to me, this is so liberating. I don't have to wonder if God is going to do it for me. He's already done it for me. It's already done. Glory to God. Get the revelation, friends, in your heart. Renew your minds with this biblical truth. These things are yours already. You don't have to measure up. You don't have to meet a standard. Jesus has already done it for you. Jesus has already love Jesus. I said, I love Jesus. He already did it for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this. Do not have the mentality. Do not ever have the mentality that you don't measure up and that you're not worthy. That is not the way that God sees you. I said, that is not the way that God sees you. God sees you through the lens of his son Jesus. Because what happens when you got, what happens when you get born again? You are now in Christ. You become in Christed, as I had heard one minister say. When God looks at me, he sees Jesus. Have you ever felt like really lowly? Felt like you just will, is never going to make it. You're never going to succeed. You're never going to overcome this thing or that thing. You're always just going to get by in life. It's because you face life through the lens of seeing yourself the way you used to be and through the way others have said that you are. Instead of seeing yourself that way, you've got to see yourself in Christ. How many know that Jesus is glorious? Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I say that. If Jesus is glorious and we are now in Christ, that makes us glorious. I, mean, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that some people who hear that will be start to throw rocks at me. Heresy. But is it truth or not? Do we get in Christ the moment we get born again? Did things happen when we got born again? (laughs) See, the whole idea of grace, getting something you haven't earned or deserved, is so foreign to the human way of thinking that it's hard at first to believe it's really true. But it is. I said it is everything Jesus did he didn't do it for himself he did it for you everything it's not something he's going to eventually do he's already done it he's already done he's finished the work is done he's now seated at the right hand of the father in heavenly places, he accomplished all that he set out to do when here on the earth and the Bible. In fact, I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit because that's all right, because I'm getting I've got to preach on me right now. The Bible tells us that we've been made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. Jesus, the people don't have no issues with seeing Jesus seated, seated by the father in heaven. Nobody has any issue with that, do you? Seeing Jesus, he's he's worthy. He's worthy to be there. But the Bible says that me, Pastor Dan, Daniel Greenwald, is seated with him in the heavenly places. Oh, glory to God. It's the highest position of authority in the universe, and that's where I sit. And you wonder if you have authority over the devil. You're seated where Christ is seated. You're seated at the right hand of the Father, the highest position of universe, the highest position of authority in the universe. Do you know what authority is? Authority is just exercising power that now you now have to use against the enemy or any other thing that tries to come against you. Are you hearing me? It gives you the ability to use the power. Do you believe that the devil can stand against the power of Almighty God? Did Jesus ever uh, quake in his boots, so to speak? Did Jesus ever get a little frightened when the enemy came against him? Or did Jesus go, shut up and come out? You gotta learn to say that. Everybody say that with me shut up, say it again, shut up and come out. Do not use that against your spouse. (laughs) brooke what are you looking at casey like that for (laughs) anyway glory to god hallelujah so it's vitally important that we come to know and accept what god says about us and we agree with him regarding our life now in christ jesus well i want to share with you a few pages of scriptures think i'm going to get through them oh i will I told Matt I was going to get to him, and I'm going to get to him. Hallelujah. I want to share these scriptures. These are unconditional promises God has made to all of us as believers. You're taking notes, write them down. But even better than that, what if I did something for you? What if I, oh, there they are. Mark, I've already put them back there. I made a copy of this for everybody in this room, at least one per family. So go ahead and pass that out real quick. So, you can follow along. You can make notes on these. You can take it home, which I'm asking you to do, and start to go over them. Speak them out. Confess them. Say, This is who I am. Glory to God. It will help you, it will change you. See yourself the way God sees you because this is how God sees you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I know I, while sharing this, I'm going to get excited. But how many know it's okay to get excited about who we are in Christ Jesus? Praise his holy name. And just make sure every family at least gets one. If everybody can get more than one, that's cool. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I, I, I'm not asking you to take this home and throw it in the trash. I'd rather you just give it back to Mark and go on with it. I'm not sure anybody, sure everybody, here, I want it. hallelujah praise the lord all right number one because i am a believer in jesus christ i can rejoice that my name is written in heaven see this is the account when Jesus' disciples were uh uh empowered by jesus given the authority to go out And and, and when they went out, they got results. And they came back rejoicing that they had authority over demons in the name of Jesus. And this is when Jesus turned around and said this in Luke 10, 20, Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. If you are a believer, if you have received Jesus Christ into your heart, your name is now written in heaven. Now, right now, you may not think that's something to shout about, but when you step out of this earthly suit and step out into eternity, you're going to be really happy that you chose Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And that your name is written in heaven. Amen. Again, so many people without Christ don't even believe there is a heaven or a hell. Their mentality is that when people die, that's the end of it. Or They think that, well, I'll go down to hell for a little bit. I'll party in hell for some time. I have a good time down there with my brothers, drinking the drink and smoking the dope and all that good stuff. And then eventually I'll get tired of it and I'll go on to heaven. Ah, Wrong. One door into hell. And that's an entrance. There is no exit from that place. We have got to make this our hearts, a uh, quality decision in our hearts that we will always, always, are you hearing me? Always tell others about Jesus. Without him, you are lost. You will go to hell. And it's not God sending you there. Because see, God has made a way for you to spend eternity with him to get your name written in heaven. How does that come? By receiving his gift of salvation, Jesus Christ, into your heart. Amen. How many are excited that your names are written in heaven? Amen. Number two, I have peace with God through Jesus Christ. You need to know that God's not mad with you, mad at you. Did you hear what I just said? Again, so many people have that mindset. God is not against you. Do you realize that if God was against you, all he had to do was nothing and you would have been eternally lost? Do you hear me? But that's not what he did, did he? He sent Jesus. I got too much preach on me right now. I'm going to get through this, Matt. (laughs) Can I just say this about peace and let me say this about strife. Strife is the manifested presence of Satan. Peace is the manifested presence of the Lord. Have you ever been in a, walked into a home before and you know something's been going down in that household? You just sensed it in the spirit. You sense something just happened there. Am I the only one that's ever had that happen before? You go into a place and it's like you walk into it and it's like hits you in the face. Whoa, something's been going down in here. Words have been spoken in here. But then again, have you ever gone into a place where there's peace? Oh, my goodness. There's nothing like his peace. I said there's nothing like his peace, the peace of the prince of peace. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The passion, I just like the first part of this Passion Translation. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Did you hear that? Now, if That don't get you excited. Come on now. He, de- he declares me flawless in his eyes. Do I deserve that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. We can experience his peace throughout our lives here on this earth. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. It it should be the goal of every couple in this place or every individual in this place. That when there is upset in the home, that is going to happen every now and then. How many know sometimes you rub the other person the wrong way? And as a result, maybe something is said or done. But you don't have to continue that way. You don't have to continue allowing yourself to say things you shouldn't be saying. If you need to take a moment and walk away, do it. But then be quick to get back together and say, forgive me for what I said, for what I did. I humble myself and ask you to forgive me. I've taught my children this, to be quick to repent, to ask God to forgive them and ask others to forgive them. And I know my daughter has said this to me before. Some of her friends can't comprehend that. They think she's being fake. They don't think that you can do something like that. You need to stew on it a little while. Oh, do you know what they said to me? Ah, I will not forgive them until they come and grovel at my feet. Am I the only one who have met people like that before? I'm not saying it's any of you. Smile, it's not you. But this should be something that is our, something we strive for. Amen. You want peace in your home, right? The manifested presence of the Lord and not strife. The manifested presence of the devil. How many know that's important? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We've got peace with God. Number three, I love this one. Jesus will never, never, never leave me. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. A lovely Amplified. You should write this down in your Bible if you don't have the amplified. For he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, Daniel, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. That's good word. I said, that's a good word. He will not leave me nor forsake me. Do you know that that means I could have sinned for the thousandth time in the very same area and yet God is saying to me, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm here for you. I've already dealt with that sin. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than that, even if it is your thousandth time to miss it. Amen. He'll never leave me. I said he'll never leave me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Amen. Isn't that an encouraging word? Has anybody in here besides me struggled with sin sometimes? I'm not saying I live in sin or anything like that. But I have done stupid things before in my past. Thank God for the blood. And thank God that my God will never leave me. He will not. He will not. He will not. Glory to God, what a good father. Number four, Jesus is continuously making intercession for me. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. How many believe that Jesus has the ear of the Father? How many believe that Jesus gets his prayers answered? He's praying for you. I said, he's praying for you. I, 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 again, it's, it's, it's one of those times where I have to stop and really think about it, but it just encourages me to know that my King is praying for me. Even now, right now, he's praying for me and he's praying for you. That's why we can't ever give up. That's why we can never throw in the towel. That's why we need to keep going forward, even though we have been knocked down. Get back up. He's praying for you. Hallelujah. He ever lives to make intercession for us. Number five, he will teach me all things and guide me into all truth. This is so good. John fourteen twenty six. but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will teach you all things. Have you ever struggled in a particular subject, math, science, whatever it is? I used to tell my kids this. You study to show yourself approved. You get in your books, you study. Then you, when it comes time to take a test, you say, Holy Spirit, bring to my remembrance what I've studied. Friends, I'm telling you right now, this works. Because I did it throughout my, when I got to Bible school, it was nothing but straight A's. And I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on the Holy Ghost in me. I applied myself, I studied, but then glory to God, whenever I did, not when I came upon a question, I was going like, mm, Holy Spirit remind me, Holy Spirit remind me. And boom, there was the answer. Glory to God. He will teach us all things. Bring to remembrance all things that he says to us. And then John 16, 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Have you ever wondered if what you're hearing on the television is truth or not? <laughs> like when you're watching the news. You know, I don't need to get on my po- my little uh, soapbox here, but I might. There's a lot of things being said today that are not true, is not truth you got to listen to what I'm saying. It's not truth. You have got to be sensitive to the Spirit of God on the inside of you. He guides you into all truth. It means what? You'll know in your spirit that what those people are saying on that television isn't so. Hello? You'll just know down here in your heart. You'll just have that knowing in your heart. The Spirit is bearing witness with your spirit that that, what that person just said, -uh, that's not truth. Because sometimes I I I'll just use my uh, daughter as an example here. She is something that really likes to go and study things out. You know, for where eating food is concerned, different kinds of food, healthy food, and all that kind of stuff. For example, and she said to me one day, hey, Dad, I have found that if I go and I look up this particular thing, and I read about it over here. I can, the very next day, find another article by somebody else over here that is contrary to what I just read over there. It just seems like it just keeps going on. I've had people tell me that eating bananas are wrong. I'm sorry, dude. God made it. I'm going to eat my bananas. I'm going to eat my fruit. I I, I just, now I can understand, you know, personally, and, and, and ice cream. You can eat ice cream. Where does it come from? Cows that eat grass. Boom, I win. No, The Spirit of God will let you know what is truth. He will guide you into truth. Hi, daughter. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, you missed the other part. Don't go back and listen. So anyway, no, it wasn't anything bad. Number six, I have been acquitted of all sin through Jesus Christ, and I now have right standing with Almighty God. This right here, if you got this revelation, talk about setting a person free. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Because of what Jesus has done for us, because of his precious blood, the Father God will never shun you. Nor me. He'll never reject us. Never reject us. Because Jesus was made sin with my sins. I am now the righteousness of God. I am now I I I am now the righteousness of God in Christ. This is one of those times where a lot of people say, I I I don't I'm not worthy of that. I, I don't deserve that. No, you don't. But because of Jesus being made sin with your sins and the fact that he went to the cross for you and died there for you and shed his innocent blood for you, you are now the righteousness of God in him. Amen. You have right standing with almighty God. That's why you can come with boldness into his presence, not as a lowly worm. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Number seven. He has dismissed all evidence against me. This is so good too. Taking it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Colossians 2.14 says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. The Passion Translation, oh my goodness gracious. You better confess this over yourself all the time. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record in the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Your sins have been wiped away, have been canceled. Did you hear what I just said? That right there makes me a happy man. This is not something that we hope to achieve too. It's not something that we earn. It is something that has been done through Jesus Christ and what he's done for us through his redemptive work. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. I thought people would be a little bit more excited about that one. He erased it all. He erased your sins. He erased your stained soul. He deleted it all, and it cannot be retrieved. Cannot be retrieved. Cannot be retrieved. See, the enemy loves to come and jump on your shoulder, doesn't he? And remind you of the mistakes you've made. You've got to remind the devil, first of all, where he's headed, and then you've got to remind him of the blood. He hates the blood. Remind him of the fact that that blood has cleansed you from those sins. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Number eight, through the obedience of Jesus, I have been made righteous, made acceptable to God, and brought into right standing with him. I know we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, Romans 5.19 says, For as by one man's disobedience, who we're talking about there, talking about Adam, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous jesus see adam represented mankind adam sinned as a result of his sin all of man from that point forward ended up with a sin nature but then jesus showed up on the scene and he came to represent us as well that's why it's so important to realize who you are in christ now and when he went through what he went through, he didn't falter. He didn't enter into sin. He was tempted in all ways like us, but yet without sin. And now because I'm in Christ, glory to God, that means that all my sins have been washed away. I stand before you justified, righteous in the sight of God. Who that makes me a happy man. Okay, are y'all guys out there this morning? Am I the only one getting happy about this? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Number nine, Jesus made me free, so I'm free indeed. The Bible says in John eight thirty six, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That's me. I said, that's me. That's what I put in my Bible. That's me. I'm free indeed. You know, the enemy loves to tell us that we're not, but I am because the Bible says so. I shall know the truth, and the truth shall make me free. My God has already delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of the son of his love. I belong in the kingdom of God now. All that old sinful nature is gone, is buried. Glory to God. I've got his life in me now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that leads me to the next one, which is probably one of my favorite scriptures. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away all things have become new. What is the things that have passed away? My old sin nature. What has come become new? My new spirit. My born again spirit. The life of God is now in me. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. Notice it says if anyone is in Christ. Are you in Christ out there this morning? Because if you're in Christ, this is you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new species of being that never existed before. See, this was God's plan before the world ever began. Did you hear what I just said? See, he has human beings, and we are still human beings, but when we accept to Christ, We went from a state of death unto life. I became a new creation on the inside. God's life came on the inside. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit is now living on the inside. Thank you, Lord. I'm a new species of being that never existed before. I am a child of God. I am royalty in his sight. I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. I was just thinking about that today. I mean, uh, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday. Starting a, 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 a message, I am royalty. And, you know, I know like, everybody likes to hear about the queen. What was she, like, in her 90s or something like that? I don't know how old she is. She's old. But anyway, and then you talk about, you know, all these other people that are royalty, these kings, these dukes and stuff. We, we is royalty. I am royalty. You are royalty. You're a king. You're a queen. Amen. It's not something that's going to happen when you finally, again, achieve to it, that you attain to it. It's already a truth. He has made us kings and priests unto our God. You are already royalty. You are the king that he's the king of. He's the king of kings. You're that king that he's the king of. I'm royalty. I'm new creation. i got power in me. i got his life in me. Zoe life, eternal life. The life of God is in me. There's nothing I will ever face in this life that's greater than that. That's what I'm trying to get across to you. are different. Not just your pastor. You are different too. Why does this stuff get me excited? Because, see, I get the revelation and understanding from my God that I'm not supposed to be living like other human beings. I'm not supposed to be controlled by my feelings. I'm not supposed to, when I see something impossible, immediately throw up my hands and say, well, that's not going to happen. I'm a new creation. With God, all things are possible. In other words, there is nothing impossible with him. I hope you understand how I'm saying that. But it goes on to say in another place, all things are possible to those who, I'm sorry, could you say that one all things are possible to those who what? Believe. Believe. Did you believe on Jesus? Did you receive Jesus? Because if you believed on him, you're a believer now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You got life in you. You got God's life in you. I said, you've got God's life in you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm a new creation. I like to to say it. When we face an impossibility, we got to get a big smile on our face. All right, God, here we go. Another opportunity for you to show off and show and show this world that you're real. I expect to do the impossibility. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever said that. Maybe I have, but I'm it just got me stirred up saying it. I expect to do the impossibility. I expect to do impossibilities. And I've said this to you before, and I'll say it to you again. It's gonna. Ha- we're gonna have to get to the place where we walk up to the edge of a cliff and just step off now don't i'm not talking about in in the natural i'm talking about in the spirit you're going to face times where you're going to have to step off and trust god he's leading you to step off i'll say it that way And trust him that he's going to be there to catch you. To do something that could not be done in your own human strength and abilities. Something impossible to the human man. But not to a new creation in Christ Jesus. Something impossible to us is nothing but a mere possibility. Because we are in Christ. New creations in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Whoo! I'm getting happy. Number oh, I love this one too. Number eleven Can you see I pretty much love all of them? Number eleven, I am God's workmanship, handiwork, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The Bible says in Ephesians two ten from the New King James, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we shall welcome them. The Passion Translation goes on to say this we have become his poetry. I am a poem written by him, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he's given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Glory to God. And then they amplified. Boy, this is so, so good. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God has a destiny. Is designed for you. A pathway for you to go down. A pathway for you to run on. And it's a place that's been prearranged for us and made ready for us to live. God is working in us. God is shaping us into the image of his son Jesus from one degree of glory to the next. What God makes is always beautiful. Did you hear what I just said? Have you ever read poems before? And you're like, well, man, that is one horrible poem. I'm not trying to be mean when I say that. Am I the only one that's read some poems? You're like reading and I go, what is that? A person might have a, a kindergarten education to write something like that. It was horrible. But then have you read other people's poems? And you're just going, wow. That was really, really good. What do you think? You are as God's poem. You are God's poem. You are his poetry. He has a book in heaven. All of our names in it. He's written about us in that book. You know that when we're at the marriage supper of the Lamb, one of the things we'll get is a new name. Did you know that? He'll give us a name. Some people, um, I, I've heard this, I'm not, I, I, I'm doing this as Holy Spirit remind me that Kenneth Hagan, who's since gone home to be with the Lord, had just a wonderful man of God. I went to his Bible school. But when his, his mom was pregnant with him, she had a visitation from the Lord. And the Lord told her to name her son, and I don't remember, I think she, he was supposed to be called. John, if I'm not mistaken. But when he was born, she named him Kenneth. But when he got to heaven, he was no longer known as Kenneth. He was now known as John. The thing about it is, all of you, you think your name just happened. It's just like when I first heard the the name Emerson. I have to be, when I heard the name Emerson... For those of you who were with us when we were over at King Tool, that was Casey Emerson's last name. So that's the only thing I could think of, Emerson like that. But I'm going to tell you something. That is probably one of the most beautiful names I've ever heard. Emerson Oakley. Of course, I'm biased, but that's okay. Because, see, that's the way the Father is with you. I said that's the way the Father is with you. The Bible says he calls us by name and we follow. Thank you, Jesus. We are his poetry, his handiwork, his workmanship. Mm-mm-mm. Don't ever look down on yourself. Don't ever look down on yourself, guys. You are very special to him. You are very special to the people around you. Amen. You need to learn to see yourself right here the way God sees you. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 13, no, excuse me, 12, makes number 12. God is working in me both to desire and to do his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And then the amplifier says, Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. I love this part. Energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. That's what's happening on the inside of you right now. Amen. Number 13, I am complete in him. The Bible says in Colossians 2.10, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. And the passion says, and our completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Glory to God. I am complete in him. Number 14, I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want you to notice this is already done. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, who has blessed us. He's already done this. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. The Passion Translation, oh, I like this. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father. Glory to God. Have you ever taken a hot piece of toast or bread out of the oven my, my daughter likes to make bread now, and we cut a piece right on it, cut, comes out of the oven, and then what do you do with the butter? You lavish it on there, man. You make it taste this just melting glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, see, that's how God did with us as far as gifts are concerned. He's blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. How many believe that's true this morning? Almost done, guys. I have been raised up with Jesus and now sit with him in heavenly places. Again, this is what I talked about earlier. Ephesians 2, 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Uh, You can read the Amplified there. Uh, Number 16, I can do all things through Christ who keeps on strengthening me. Philippians 4, 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Passion Translation says, I find that the strength of christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty so what do you do when you face difficulties in life throw up your hands and say oh what am i going to do what am i going to do what am i going to do or are you going to look to the greater one on the inside of you and the explosive power of christ that's now on the inside of you amen it in that power infuses you to conquer every difficulty amen Number 17, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and soundness of mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Should we entertain fear even for a moment? Do you know that fear will always come? It comes all the time. Does that mean you're yielded to it? No, only when you begin to entertain it and meditate on it and accept it and receive it into your life. You're not supposed to do that. Because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. What kind of a spirit has God given you? It's a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. Let me throw this in for you people getting older. I'm talking, I, 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 I speak this over myself and over my wife. God has given me a spirit, not a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. I don't have senior moments. Did you hear what I just said? I don't have senior moments. Yeah, I'm getting older. Glory to God, but that's on the outside because on the inside, I'm being renewed day by day. And I keep on focusing on the inside. I keep stirring the gift up on the inside. And glory to God, my mind's working just fine in Jesus' name. I'm just getting started. I got so much things on my plate right now. God, just keep putting stuff on my plate. And I'm saying, okay, God, your grace is sufficient for me. Amen. All right, that was all for free. Number 18, the last one, nothing can separate us from God's love. He and I are inseparable. Now, I'm going to skip. You can read that one there in the New King James. But I want to read this Rick Renner translation for you. If you're not familiar with Rick Renner, he is a uh, phenomenal teacher of Greek. He he just knows the Greek left side, upside down. It's amazing. But what he did is he took all these different words and defined these words and came up with this translation. Now, I have been persuaded, and I remain convinced, and I made it into a personal confession, that neither death, nor the complications that often arise in life, nor powerful angelic beings, nor even an entire group of high-ranking demonic spirits, nor anything that currently exists, nor anything that could potentially happen in the future, nor any government or political power, nor anything in the highest heavens, nor anything that resides in the deepest depths, nor anything that has been created, is capable of disconnecting or separating my family and me from the love of God or of putting any distance between us and the love God has for us, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Nothing can separate me from his love. Nothing can separate you from his love. That is amazing. So I I put this in your hands now. We've gone over these scriptures. You need to go and you need to meditate in them you're going to say holy spirit help me to see myself the way god sees me make this become revelation to me that it gets down into my heart and renews my mind help me to uh memorize these scriptures cuz see the devil will come and try to get you to 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 say ah that doesn't work it does work i said it does work you know i've said this to you before but when i read my bible I ask the Holy Spirit to teach me and reveal the truth of the word to my heart, to bring revelation to my heart so that my heart is strengthened and so that my mind is renewed. That's what you need to do before you start to do these confessions. Ask the Holy Spirit to make it real to you. So it's not just words on a piece of paper. It's life entering into your spirit, which is life. And it begins to change you from the inside out. Transform you from the inside out, amen. Did you get something this morning? You need to go over this and go over this. If I come to your house and I look at your house and I look through your house and I'm exploring everywhere in your house and I can't find this piece of paper anymore, you're gonna be in trouble, man. Just kidding. It's so funny because uh, I I know of some. Uh, minister friends that went to a, one of their you know, congregation people that are a part of their congregation knocked on the door and they saw who it was and you could hear all the scrambling going on on the inside and you might have heard it said before, oh if I can only be a fly on the wall right now to see what these people are doing in their house. I don't want to be a fly on the wall, first of all. Second of all if what you do I'm going to look up when I see this If what you do is shameful and you don't want other peoples to know about it, then why are you doing it? Just saying. I'm here to represent. I'm here to represent Jesus. I'm called to be a Christian 365 days out of the year, 24-7, every minute of the day, living for Christ. I'm not saying there's not things I'm still working out in my life. I'm still working out my salvation and different things in my life. But you know what? Who I am here is the exact same way I am at the house. Ask John, ask my kids. This is just who I am. This is the way I live my life. I get excited about Jesus. I love to let people see the love that I have for him and the love that I have for them. And that's where, again, I say from my mouth all the time, we love you guys. We're here for you. We believe in you. We'll pray with you. Amen. But when you've been charged by the pastor to do something, you need to do it now. And and, and can I just say this? Why would the Spirit of God put this on my heart to bring, bring to you this morning? Because we need to do this right now. He needs us to rise up to be the men and women of God we're supposed to be in this day and hour. He needs us to be Christians. I, 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 you know, the question people ask all the time: Who am I? Who am I? What would you say? Who am I? Most people say, "Well, I, I, am Daniel Greenwald. And I was born in this family, and, you know, I lived in, born in West Virginia, lived in Pennsylvania, drove up most of my life in Texas, went to college, and know, blah, 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 blah. No, no. Who are you? I am a Christian. I am a Christian, a follower of Christ. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am who the Bible says I am. I do what the Bible says I can do. I have what the Bible says I have. Amen. Amen? Glory to God. Let's pray. So, Father, we just come now in Jesus' name. We thank you for the word this morning.